TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. Welcome to the podcast. And now... You're listening to TalkLine with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And now, here's your host. Glad to be back and... We're very pleased that New York Police Department Deputy Inspector Richie Taylor, Commanding Officer of Community Affairs, Office of the Chief of Community Affairs, joins us. So thank you once again for being on the broadcast. Thank you. How are thank, you? Shibuto. Thank you, Zev. Always great to be with you. Well, thank you. So let me begin, because we're discussing tonight, and we have an exclusive that Aliyah Hawila is going to join us. Uh, he is a Muslim. He originally came from Lebanon. He married a Syrian Jewish girl. And when they discovered that he wasn't Jewish, they actually called the police department, called the FBI. So tell us, let's pick up from there. When you were contacted, what did you do? What did you find? So, of course, there were a lot of concerns in the community, especially in regards to the terrorism aspect. Um, what, what I do as uh, in community affairs, we make sure the community not only is safe, but we do everything we can to make sure that people feel safe. It's just as important. So, of course, we worked with our Intelligence Bureau of the Police Department, where I can say thanks to Police Commissioner Dermot Che, we have a great working relationship with our federal partners, such as the FBI. Uh, our Deputy Commissioner of Intelligence and Counterterrorism, John Miller, does a tremendous job as well with coordination of things like this, any type of, any type of possible threat place we truly couldn't have a better better system so we did a lot of work we spoke to all parties involved here we did a a lot of research and thank god we concluded positively that uh, mr hawila has no ties to terrorism and there's nothing for the community to be concerned about that's not being you know that's that wasn't being said because of course people said oh is there a uh a terrorism aspect here is that, that people are trying to infiltrate the community. And one thing that I do, one of my responsibilities is to dispel rumors and to make sure, again, that people are comfortable and they feel safe. So that's what we did. I also wanted to mention on the show, if anybody has any concern about terrorism, the NYPD has established a terrorism tip line. And that number is 888-NYC-SAFE. Again, I'll give it again. It's 888-NYC-SAFE. N-Y-C-S-A-F-E, and that number is to be used to give us any type of tips of any type of terrorism activity that's suspected, whether it's a house of worship or whatever the case may be. We'll investigate that through our Intelligence Bureau and our Counterterrorism Bureau, and you can rest assured that by giving us that tip, we will thoroughly, thoroughly investigate it. Now, what happened in this particular case? You were contacted first. The FBI was contacted. Give us a scenario. So it was a uh, contact to me. I got some calls from community leaders. Uh, I've spoken to uh, Rabbi Raphael Natano. He's been a tremendous partner in the community as a community leader. I know uh, a number of uh, community members and rabbis reached out to Rabbi Raphael, uh, Raphael Natano. And um, the question was, is there more than meets the eye here? Obviously, from the police department's perspective, we're not going to look at you know someone's religious background but we are going to see if there's something to be more concerned about with any situation that someone has a feeling of something wrong there. So we, so I got the ball rolling, of course, with the intelligence bureau, counterterrorism, 
And we did a lot of work with this. Of course, this was a priority to make sure that there was nothing that the community should be nervous about. And God forbid, if there was something, how to, how to react to that. We have a tremendous amount of resources in the police department. But thank God here, we saw there were absolutely no ties between this situation and terrorism. Well, thank God for that. Now, there was another incident in the Syrian Jewish community which happened closely around the time, I believe, it has to do with a bomb maker. Tell us about that. Yes, we did arrest an individual in regards to that, uh, Maurice Mizrahi. There, there were some pipe bombs being made. Uh, an explosive type of incident happened. Uh, we, we, we know for a fact that uh, Mr. Maurice, Maraz, uh, Maurice Mizrahi is also not involved in terrorism. He does have some pipe bombs that he made. He was arrested for that. We did investigate that, of course, thoroughly as well. But we also wanted to make sure that the community knows that, thank God also, there's no uh, ties between him and terrorism as well. There are a lot of people who are, whether they look to make bombs, whether they look to make pipe bombs, but uh, we always look, of course, for a sinister background behind it, something of a terrorist network. Are they part of a cell? I know John Miller, our Deputy Commissioner of Intelligence and Counterterrorism, I spoke about, he's very, very much into seeing about that cell. Um, we do a lot of work. We have a tremendous amount of resources in our Intelligence Bureau, much more than meets the eye. Uh, and we have the best in the business. Nobody is better at investigating these type of things, I would say, then our NYPD, of course, we have the Joint Terrorist Task Force with the FBI, but we do a great job with it. And thank God uh, we, we were able to determine as well there that there's no nexus to terrorism. Now, did people correlate and think there was a connection between this case and the bomb, the bomb-making case? There were, yes. There were a lot of rumors going around. Uh, word of mouth is very powerful, of course. The social media aspect, WhatsApp groups. Rumors were going everywhere that this is a cell. There's something going on here because you know there were there were a lot of uh, a lot of indicators to people that this was connected due to the close timing between both incidents and the sensationalism of both incidents. So of course, one can certainly speculate and start spreading rumors that there's something more that meets the eye here in the Jewish community. So again, that's like I said, one of my responsibilities is to dispel rumors and to get the facts of something. And of course, we do a tremendous amount of work before something is said, and that's what happened here. But yes, there were a lot of people who felt there was a lot more than met the eye here, and I understand why, I surely understand why, but of course, you know, getting that message out that there's nothing more than just those two separate incidents. And again, like I said, the police department's job is, is more than just keeping people safe, but it's ensuring that people feel safe as well. And we'll do everything we can to ensure that people feel safe. What's that phone number again for people to contact that terrorism task force? Yes. So our number for our terrorism task force is 888-NYC-SAFE. 888-NYC-SAFE. That goes to our counterterrorism bureau. They will do a workup on whatever the situation is, whether it's a suspicious vehicle that's been going around the location that's sensitive, whether it's a suspicious person a plate number. I, of course, want to remind anyone that sees anything, if it's of an emergency situation, of course, to call 911, but always to, to observe at a safe distance, never to get involved. Always keep your safety as uh, best paramount to the situation.
And is this common, this kind of situation? We do get a lot of tips. We got multiple, multiple phone calls in regards to these situations to our uh, terrorism tip line. Uh, we do get a lot of tips, uh, especially the outer boroughs, of course, Manhattan. So um, we do a lot of work, whether it's, uh, it's people from a house of worship, whether it's just a vehicle that's been going around, whether it's a new story that someone sees and they feel that they have some type of information to help us. We do get a lot of phone calls to that, and it helps a lot. It helps a lot, and no one should ever feel embarrassed to call. Of course, we, we keep everything confidential, and we make sure that your fellow New Yorkers, your fellow people are safe. It's, a, it's, a, it's truly it's a partnership to keep the community safe. And it's not just the police alone. We need the community to do it with us. We need our community partners, and we appreciate the community leadership in regards to helping us with our mission to keep New York City safe. And I wanted to thank you, NYPD Deputy Inspector Richie Taylor, Commanding Officer of Community Affairs, Officer of the Chief of Community Affairs. I know him for many years. He's a top yarmulke-wearing official in the police department. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Talkline Radio and TV with Zeb Brenner is just phenomenal. Everybody concerned about the Jewish community should listen and watch. He has the best guests. He asks the most interesting questions. He's always so well prepared. It's talk radio and television from a Jewish point of view at its very best. To advertise on the Talkline network and Talkline's email and social media blasts reaching over 70,000 people, please call 212-769-1925, extension 100. That's 212-769-1925, extension 100. Or email info at talklinenetwork.com. Thank you for listening to TalkLine Communications Network, America's leading Jewish radio and TV network since 1981. For continuous nonstop Jewish broadcasting, please go right now online to talklinecommunications.com. For more information on all of TalkLine's Jewish radio and TV shows, Please call 212-769-1925 or email info at talklinecommunications.com. Our 24-hour day listen line is 605-562-5174. That's 24-hour day listen line, 605-562-5174. Thank you for listening. Talkline Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community.